0: Welcome to episode 41 of No Crying in Baseball. This is Potty Mouth with your introduction today. Sadly, I am missing my Patty. She is off in distant lands looking at colleges with her daughter Camden, and they're checking out some minor league baseball parks, and they're going to be doing some cool reporting from the scene that you'll be hearing on an upcoming podcast. But we don't have time to give it all to you. And if you want to hear all that cool stuff that Patty and Camden are talking about, you could become one of our Patreon members. What does that mean, you may ask? It means that you only have to give us a very small amount of money, about a dollar a month, that's a quarter for each one of our episodes, to get this type of special content, other extra episodes, more stuff. You know, damn, we might even thank you in an upcoming episode. Just go to patreon.com slash ball, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash no crying and b-ball and you can become a supporter today I want to give some special thanks to holly simonette our first big donor out there so thanks holly and i hope we have a couple others following in your footsteps we are at the end of one important week and at the beginning of another we are finishing all-star week and you're going to hear a lot more about that from me and my friend here special friend today but also, this is the first day of Women in Baseball Week. Yes, that's Women in Baseball Week, sponsored by the International Women's Baseball Center, which is dedicated to recognizing the achievements of women in baseball, past, present, and future. We're going to be talking right now to Perry Barber, who is a board member of the International Women's Baseball Center and an advisor to Baseball for All, another organization dedicated to promoting girls' participation in baseball. Uh, Perry Barber is a professionally trained and working umpire. She has been umping at various levels. I'm hoping that they get her into the MLB at some point. I know she's encouraging other young women to try to become umpires. She's going to be talking to us about Women in Baseball Week, and we'll have her back hopefully really soon in a future episode to talk more about her personal experiences. So, I just want to say that I'm I'm very excited to be talking to you about this topic, and I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about Women in Baseball Week.
1: How did it start? Ironically, it was the the brainchild of a man named Ryan Woodward, who is a board member on the International Women's Baseball Center. So, Ryan came up with this idea and has been its chief architect, and um, one of the goals, obviously, and awareness of women and our participation in baseball from the last 150 years on into the future. Um, other goals, obviously, are to uh, raise awareness of this project that we're uh, working on in Rockford, Illinois, which is to build a girls and women's baseball museum and conference center to have a bricks and mortar place where we honor that history and that. Other you know, other goals are to keep providing information and um, giving enlightenment to people so that they understand that we're not a threat, that we're an asset, that everything that we do to open up the baseball diamond to girls is, is is something wonderful for everybody. Because baseball is not a zero sum game. Girls are baseball
0: Uh, well, I just want to thank you very much. It's been an absolute honor talking to you, and I hope we get to do it again. I definitely want to follow up on what's been happening this week by the end of it.
1: We will definitely do that, and thank you so much for asking me and um, helping people understand what we're all about. Really appreciate it.
0: he couldn't make it today. So I had to dig up a very special old friend. Actually, I'm honored to have you here, Santiago. I have Santiago Estrella here with me. Santiago is a journalist from Quito, Ecuador for the newspaper El Comercio. And our friendship is founded in baseball. So first, I just want to say that Santiago is here to cover the all-star game. We're going to be talking about his all-star experiences. But I want to start with us, that we became friends because of rivalry, because of baseball, right?
2: Yeah. Hi to all. Um, yeah, it's funny, Ellen, because um, w- when we were in a party, she was in a Georgetown program. I guess right. right? So
0: this is just a few years ago. I was on a, a semester abroad program in Quito, Ecuador, through Georgetown University, and I went to a party as I, where as we met. people do, and we met. And, uh, and, through and a mutual I friend. asked her, "Oh, ah,
2: you're from the states? Where you're from?
0: And from I Boston?"
2: Said, and I said, "Oh my God, you <laughs> must like the Red Sox, right?" And she said, yes. I well, probably I'm said, a- fuck yeah. Yeah, And I said, I'm a Yankee fan.
0: And then yeah. I said, oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and then I said, my favorite player was Thurman Munson.
0: Right. And I came right back at you with Carlton Fisk. And from there, we haven't stopped about Yeah, we stopped talking about, about baseball.
2: <laughs> but of course, you had a lo- lot more elements than me because I didn't see baseball tomorrow 20 years from 1976 when I left the States, go back to Ecuador. And didn't see it, against I, I had in my house. There was a little bit before, but I had in my house, in my place, I live by my own, um, cable TV, so I could see the Yankees in 1996, right. World Service Derek Jeter. So you year.
0: were born in Ecuador, right? But I was you- born in
2: Ecuador, but I went I a very young kid, I don't know, like six months old, and I spent until 1976, 10 years old, I spent in New York, and I came back to Ecuador, and and forgot, had to forget baseball, but... Learn soccer,
0: right? Well, you didn't forget baseball, though. No, I didn't. So you never, spent never. your first ten years in New York City, loving the Yankees, loving playing the Yankees. little, and League.
2: dreaming, and actually dreaming to be a Yankee player. Well, be a professional player, a Yankee player. And my brother and I were very good kid players, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, so you came back to Ecuador and kept I don't playing know. with I, your brother, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know if I, if we could be actually get to them. It'll be, of course, not. It's almost impossible for the most. But I thought we were very serious. It was winter, and we never played football. We never skated. We never to, did nothing with my brother. The only thing we did in the winter, I remember, is catching,
0: playing baseball. Which, yeah, just, just your... my
2: brother and I, catching, yeah. catching all that.
0: And so we when never you...
2: learned how to swim, how to.
0: Oh, how to slide?
2: Slide. No, no, no. How to um, skate.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, t- hockey. Gotcha.
2: American football. Football, never played that. Just thinking in baseball, my brother. So That's our love of the game. We had a real huge love of the game. And that was our first disappointment with life when we learned that we belong to a country that there's no baseball.
0: So, for years, from when you were 10 years old until you met me when you were 22, something like that, right? You didn't have very many people to talk about baseball with. Nobody.
2: And I still don't have nobody to to talk about baseball. I just do with my brother and with you and Will. Yeah. Some friends here, but some few.
0: friends Well, here. somehow though, you convinced El Comercio to send you to the All Star Game to cover it. So well, you're going to be writing d- yeah, about this. Well, yeah, convinced
2: them just in, in some way. I paid my ticket. I I did everything. I said, okay, you're going to write it. You want to write about it? Yeah, it's my vacation, but I just want to write it because for me, it's a pleasure to write about. Wri- writing is a pleasure. So I don't know many. I, I suppose that not many people will read the the, the, the new the story I wrote.
0: About the All-Star Week. About
2: the All-Star game, But it's there.
0: Well, you know what? We will put the link on our podcast so all of you can go out and practice your Spanish and read what Santiago has written about the All-Star Week. So to start with, what do you think about All-Star Week? How was it? Was it up to your wildest dreams? I mean, you had been waiting for this moment probably for your whole life to actually see an All-Star Game, right?
2: Yeah, but I forgot how important it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I only saw the game by TV but i forgot how important it was for the city and for the meaning of baseball you know i thought it was just an exhibition game but what i saw from fans in the stadium is that they're really excited yeah. you know when i remember when the national team tied the game i heard the fans really screaming and cheered and excited about because we're going to defeat them when we have we have some Games that we call it friendly games in in soccer, right in Spanish amistosos. they're not sometimes always friendly, but we take it okay, we won, we lost, doesn't matter. but I think this the 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 feeling of the game of this all star game I'm talking about the real game, right the mm-hmm. the, 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 the the Tuesday game. I think that it is very important to see who wins anyway, despite the fact that the winner, Gonna be local or have more games as home stand in in the World Series, right? But it's just the feeling—the National League winning or defeating the American League or vice versa. Vice right, versa, cause right? Because now it doesn't
0: matter anymore. They took away the. It whole... supposedly
2: doesn't matter, but right. it does. matter. Theoretically,
0: right? But supposedly what you're saying it doesn't it does matter, matter,
2: but it does because the people said, "Okay, we won. We beat them. Right. You know." And it was that was that amazed me. So I said, this game really is important for the people. That's what I thought when I saw it.
0: Well, actually, so two more things. One, we had a lot of fun talking to people in the bar afterwards. You were uh, interviewing yeah. people. Anything jump out at you from those conversations? Because I could barely hear it. There was like all this noise around us. And you had your phone with all these people asking them about why they came or where they came from. Was that Yeah, yeah. It? Well, you we had it at
2: a bar um, two blocks away from, from National awesome. Parks. And it was funny because I was with my press card,
0: right? Your credentials on your chest,
2: and the people saw and and said, "Oh, media!" And they thought maybe they thought that I was really important for baseball, that I really <laughs> know about baseball as people here know, because I know as a foreigner, right? right. Uh, with not all the, the feelings of the city and and all the fans and discussing every day, because I don't, I can't talk with nobody. It's funny because I always post things on my Facebook and I only have one like, two likes. The other things I post, I can have three hundred likes and all that. And when I post baseball, nobody likes it, nobody wants it, nobody cares about it, and it's so frustrating because. I like it. Yeah, you're the one. I'm the one. Okay, come on, yeah. She's one of the one of them, one of the few, and it's so important for me, but. Actually, it it was funny because they thought and they wanted to talk with me. When I told them, no, 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 I don't know so much about baseball. I even don't know so much about English. Uh, I'll try to understand you the best I can because you talk so fast and it's difficult for me. And when I told them that I was from Ecuador, they were, wow, really? Yeah, we don't know nothing about baseball. And it was funny because when I, I interviewed some players, I said, I'm from Ecuador where nobody knows about baseball. Why can't you say to me about it? And that was the funny part of the thing.
0: So let's lead into that. That's exactly the interview that I wanted to talk to you about. So you showed up
2: directly from the airport to the stadium.
0: Yeah, and you hadn't slept the night before because you're.
2: Uh, i freaked out about airplanes. Yeah. You're so
0: bad at procrastinating, and um, and you show up at the at the stadium, and who do we see managing the world team for the futures? Yeah. But Big Poppy David Ortiz, my absolute idol, and for you as a Yankees fan. He's a Red Sox player that you can really respect. Don't oh, wouldn't absolutely, you say? So absolutely. you And then I like freak out because I'm starting to get texts from you of your picture with Big Poppy saying that you were talking to him. Yeah, so well, what did he say, yeah, man? Yeah.
2: You know the first thing I, I sent you a picture that I in normal situations I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm the journalist, we don't take pictures with uh, the baseball players. Or with, uh, Whoever, we don't take pictures. Right. You know, we have to be a little bit separated, that feeling other people. Actually, I, I met Derek Jeter. I met. I was beside him. I didn't, couldn't ask him for a, for a picture because I didn't think it wasn't well, but I really wanted it in the deep of my life. But as I feel that I don't have it, and I thought that he was your big idol, I yes. said, "Okay, for my friend, I'm gonna take a picture of 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 David Ortiz, a big puppy,
0: and I so appreciate it yeah it's yeah so
2: awesome. and and he's one of the amazing guys he's really yeah he's respectful respectful, very respectful for the Yankees because he was a nice guy, he played baseball very well, very respectfully he was also respectful for the Yankees. And the fact that he was the two guys who 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 was most visible in the in the tribute to Mariano Rivera mm-hmm. and Derek Jeter, they were very huge and very awesome on notice. honors
0: honors honors right. to
2: to those two players who were been retiring in the last game with the Red Sox. And I feel very disappointed by the Yankees. I, I thought it was a very dull ceremony for for David Ortiz. I think it was very Yeah, I think he deserved a lot more and a lot more. Emotive. Emotional. Yeah. Emotional uh, honor because he was a big player. He he stand up the rivalry with the respect and reserve I love the the Yankees Red Sox Brawls. I love them. Yeah, well, I love them. I love them. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's not polite, Maria. No. That's not politically correct. But I think it's part of, of the of the rivalries.
0: Yeah, no, I do a lot of calling the brawls on this podcast, and it is. It's just part yeah, of Yeah, no, it. you're it's party d- mouth. What can we uh, think yeah. about you? What can we say? What can we say? But you talked to Ortiz about the, the difference that he felt between being a player, and especially a DH, right, a designated hitter. All he's doing is batting every once in a while. Between so that— funny. Between that and managing this team of these young talented players. So what did he say about the difference between being a player and being a manager? I ah, know
2: it's so funny because he said, Why should I say what I go? I asked him, What do you say to a a pitcher? When yeah. you go to you're that a battle, what are you gonna say to a pitcher on the mound?
0: What did he say?
2: And he said, Well so nothing to say.
0: Nothing I don't have say. nothing to say. He just walks out there and yeah, talks.
2: Talk. <laughs> he said, Okay, be calm, do it okay. All that, but what can I say? I was always a hitter, man, and he laughed so much when I asked him, well, "What do you say?" But of course, you know. Yeah, I always and, and, wanted and to when know what I they said. The for other journalists, he respond, you know, that's yeah, I, I always thinking about batting. Now I have to think about other things like, like um, pitching the movements I have to make in the game, strategy change, what well, the game is going, what well, is going on, yeah, positions of each players on the batting. As a designated hitter? He never did.
0: Yeah. Oh, right.
2: Yeah, but but actually, my father always said to me, and I, maybe it's a, a common phrase. Okay. Um, that in baseball, he said to me, my father, that was not a born baseball fan. He was just had to learn it like I had to learn soccer. He said that the best coaches or managers and all that are people who were not on the first line. Okay. Who's always in the bench. It doesn't it a lot because they're watching they're hearing I get their their manager they, that makes it, they learn a lot from the manager because they're seeing the game because when you play the game you don't see it all
0: you're not watching this except from if the you're bench. a catcher gotcha. that's why
2: I think that they're good uh, good a lot of catchers are are coaches because they could see the game they they spent right. all their life seeing the game i actually I was talking to adam adam yeah. and 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 talking about I would love to be a catcher because I saw, could see all the fields.
0: So talking about amazing catchers who do that, you talked to Yadier Merlina yeah. also. Oh, so tell me about him. So he's one of my heroes. I think fans of this podcast know that he is my ultimate baseball boyfriend from the St. Louis Cardinals and love him for his ability to call the game. I think he seems like he's going to be a manager someday, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, I didn't talk about that with him. and Yeah, say- he's a great player. He's a smart player. You know, baseball is... is- a lot of intelligence right in 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 Argentina, where I played fortunately <laughs> it's a funny story anyway um we we call it the chess of sports
0: baseball right yeah right
2: we call it the chess of sports because you have one move and all the all the other pieces
0: mm-hmm. are moving and then you
2: and it's it's funny how it moves it's so beautiful yeah baseball that's why baseball in a stadium it's much more better than on TV. Because you can see, every, uh, I think, all sports, right? Yeah. But in baseball, actually, because it's, uh, an inches are inches moves sometimes, but it defines everything.
0: Okay, so get back to Molina. What did Molina oh, say? Oh, God, yeah, okay. I want to know what Molina said.
2: He talked about his parents a lot oh, right. with me. He said about Latin America players, I, I said how difficult it is for Hispanic players to be here. And he said, well, it was not for me a big work. It was for my father's work. He had to challenge a lot against life so I can play. My parents are actually not right. only father, my parents. Um, had to go to play, all the training, all the stuff. He worked a lot. I didn't work nothing. Now I have to work for my kids.
0: So sweet. And the Molina family is all big in baseball. We've talked about Yadier's brothers also playing. So cool mm-hmm. to hear about him.
2: And he was a kind guy. You know, in um, in baseball, there was something, it was an interview. I had just only one question for each player, you know, because there's a bunch of other generalists and and English talkers. I didn't speak it faster. But I could speak to him in in Spanish. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Another amazing uh, player that you got to talk to, Vladimir Guerrero, who is coach under David Ortiz, which was so sweet to see for me because the two of them, Dominican friends who have given so much back to the people of the Dominican Republic, there's an amazing documentary about them too, the two of them going back and helping the youth in the DR. So what did Guerrero say to you about the, well, the game? or
2: We talked about, and what I more remember what we talked about was how they had a struggle as young kids to be a baseball player. Right. That was very, very nice because he said he's from a small town in the Dominican Republic.
0: Right. He had very little education, actually. Yeah.
2: Before and, and and he said, okay, but that's what you see. You go any little place, you're going to see the young kids playing and trying hard. Trying very hard. And I hope I could say it in Spanish, but rompiendo el lomo. You can say, you know, breaking their
0: the, yeah, breaking their backs, breaking, breaking their, spans. their backs, trying yeah. to be
2: a baseball player since they were kids because they know that will get them out of poverty. Mm-hmm. That's a funny thing—the difference about Latin American baseball and American baseball.
0: It's a ticket out, right?
2: Yeah, it's you know, uh, <laughs> there's not poor guys. So poor guys, as we know it here, right? In, in Latin America, sorry, no, very poor guys. You know, it's they, a different they, kind they of live poor. Yeah, eight people in the same room. Yeah. And that's that's what the people come out from, you know. It's like in soccer for us. Also, it's a it's difference with European soccer. All those guys are not poor, mm-hmm. or not at least poor with no education, non non education almost. A lot of, of players. So, so it, it was so nice. And and when I asked him, I'm from a country that doesn't play baseball. He said, "I understand if you think it's bored." He said that was very nice. Yeah. I understand if you think it's boring because you didn't play it since you were a kid. And if you don't play a sport as a kid, you're never going to get it.
0: So that's. It's like languages, right? You can be, never right? get
2: a language if you're not a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's,
2: that's, that's, that's cool. And then, you know, you know what's most of was that Papi Ortiz? I, I. I realized that he was as cool as he was on TV all the time, you know, because he he was a big celebrity, right? right so and all the flashes insane. that go with him. But Vladimir Guerrero, no. He was a great player, just Hall of Famer. And but he was not uh, the, the communication as as guy, yeah. He, was he wasn't with all the highlights and all that, but he was a great player. Yeah. And and he was so cool, so nice to me. Understanding that I, must, I I can make some silly questions because I'm a guy who doesn't come from baseball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of language issues, some another guy that you talked to is one of our favorite people to talk about, Alex Bregman. So I know you were going to talk mo- ma- mainly to the players who spoke Spanish because it was more of interest to the readers and people you could really talk to. And we know that Bregman was like me, right? So I learned Spanish from you in the bars of Quito. But when I was an exchange student and we talked on this podcast before about how Bregman did the same thing. He went to, I think he went to Spain, but he likes hanging out with Altuve and Correa and shooting the shit in Spanish, basically. Yeah. So did you get to talk to him in Spanish? Yeah, we. T-
2: I t- I, t- I asked him about it, but I think it was not a, um, um, a good moment for that question because I was thinking a lot of other things. The- you know, some some funny relationship about media and players is you have all the questions made mm-hmm. decades before, and you, know, you always ask the same things, and the players always respond to the same things. Uh-huh. It's something like, you right. know, know, how was the game? Say. How do you feel about the game? And how did you feel how to play the game? Well, what is the reason why you lost? That's the same questions we make all sports, right?
0: Right, that's a famous scene. So, of of course,
2: so I, because I, when I asked Artube a little answer about his experience of how, how to struggle, I should have to ask him, I am from South. I couldn't ask him because all, a lot of people around him, right? And they asked things in media that had a media response, but I asked him, something about his youth and his struggle and his persistency.
0: And this is to Altuve, Consist- right?
2: Yeah, and to Altuve. And he said, yeah, but that's, we don't have time. I don't have time to answer that because look at this. And there was like 30 people more asking him something.
0: And it was a long Yeah, answer, so Bregman, when
2: Bregman was almost the same, he said, yeah, but he gave me some time. I said, Spanish? And he said, yeah.
0: <laughs> Great.
2: And he has a very bad Spanish. You have a very much sp- better Spanish than he does.
0: Thank you very yeah. much. All but right. he
2: was... Okay, sí. Altuve, and other names, buenos conmigo. know okay. <laughs>
0: awesome. Yo
2: amigo de ellos. O sea, but it's very, very, small, very high school Spanish, something like that, right?
0: Excellent. So I have better something than Alex Bregman. Yeah. and but, but he
2: was a, a so funny guy, you know? He was making fun and saying that he was going to beat everybody in the, in the home run derby. It was so funny. Something like that, you know? Um, he said, yeah, he tried to steal my place in the home run derby. That's like so that. funny.
0: So he didn't do well in the home run derby no, after that. But he all, did a right? great home run. But then <laughs> he, he gave was them the MVP, MVP home, run, home run of the All-Star game. And so that kind of comes back to it. So you, you talked to most of them before the home derby. Yeah, sure. Right. For the, or the yeah. home run derby rather. I could
2: I couldn't spend time with them after the All-Star game because. The train problems here in Washington. Yeah, and the late you, game. The train closes at 12 p.m. and the game was finished at 11.30. So I had to send well, a note, the, my, the story that I wrote for my newspaper, and I had 10 minutes to run to the, to the train.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got the very last train. We just made it. So you couldn't have talked to them again. But it's so amazing that you got to talk to both Altuve and Bregman about their experience. I
2: know, a lot of people. And and I wrote looking this Chapman, at oh
0: my god. Okay, so Chapman. Gladly.
2: Torres.
0: Okay, Mr. Guy. Yankee, Mr. Yankee. I don't no, no, know, but
2: I spent with other guys from other teams. But I spent with the most kind of people I could see. And right. I'm, so I'm, do you I'm, want to say something? I'm a Yankee I'm, fan, but I'm a professional journalist.
0: I, I totally believe
2: me. That. I'm professional. I,
0: yeah, I totally get that. Okay. But um, but do you? I'm I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm trying really hard to be nice to that Yankee. fan. Fan in you do you want to talk about chapman or, Tor- or torres i'm, I'm gonna I'll let say, you, yeah, you know sure. Wait, say, Chapman's but, uh, a fucking uh, asshole by the way because he's a beater but that's all right go ahead
2: <laughs> it's it's him like a person but i'm talking with chapman as a player that right. i think it's different
0: that's true and
2: you're gonna talk to me like this i have to respond to you right and he as a player is a very decent player okay. You never heard a guy and he could hurt and damage a real guy with his fastball. Yeah. And he never did it.
0: Okay, okay. I'm not going to get, think get into that guy. issue now. I will okay. leave that for a future podcast. I'm going to let you talk to me about what he said to you.
2: It's funny because I saw, the, I saw him and I tried to rescue him because there was a guy in Spanish that those journalists don't really have some, something black in them, something not black, something, something bad in some, them. Yeah. So you know, something they want to be tricky. And he they said, wanted- okay, tell me, something in, tell me something in English. And the guy said, but you know that I don't know English.
0: So Chapman doesn't speak English. Yeah, nothing. Wow.
2: He needs always a translator for, I think, I have to go to the bathroom, he needs a translator for that. Wow. He really knows nothing about English. And he was disgusted with this guy, mad and yeah. disappointed. But you know that I don't know English. Why did you ask me something in English? And you see the journalist saying, oh, no sabido, he doesn't know how to speak in English. Come on. You yeah. don't ask those things, you know. And
0: there's and, enough and people around. Yeah, and so, so I, when I
2: said, okay. And then when, when that happened, I said, okay. I, I I took my step
0: And so you went above. and I I said to him. Hola,
2: ¿cómo te sentiste con los Chicago Cubs? O lindísimo lo que hiciste, ¿no? And I and, and, so and and asked about, the, asked about the, the Chicago Cubs, Cubs yeah. and all that. And I said, yeah, that was amazing. That was great. That was that was wow. fantastic, you know. Something experience, feel all the city going with us and all that. And Gabriel Torres, he he is as cute as oh. as as young as a, a guy who needs to give like a hug to say, "Okay, go ahead, man." It's it's just time for destiny, and and that was the but, that was one of the most beautiful beautiful things of seeing him because I feel him like the next Derek Jeter. everything goes straight.
0: Wow. More
2: than more than Aaron Judge. I feel Glaver Torres. So well that's that's my last fastball for you, Pine Mouth.
0: <laughs> Thank Santiago. It's, and I said it very
2: slow so you can understand it. That's my last fastball for you.
0: you I've, got, I've got a change-up, right? So it's a slower fastball. You so know, it's like a knuckleball Maybe it's for a change-up. It's, a change it's
2: up. just a knuckleball for you because you're never going to understand it.
0: Yeah, so I think we're going to be arguing about baseball for many more years to come, and maybe we can capture some more of that for you're our Patreon listeners. I you're think a we...
2: Boston fan. I'm a Yankee fan. It's gonna You're get... just... Nine and we're twenty-seven. That's the difference.
0: Okay, so so if you want to hear more of this shit, please join us on Patreon shit, because we're going to be recording this shit. I do. i say No, this no shit.
2: No, it's history. <laughs> it's memory. Man, no, 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 no. no, it's history. It's memory. So
0: I can swear bilingually thanks to Santiago. I'm a potty mouth in two languages, right? Nos a veces, no?
2: You're just a potty mouth. Yeah, I'm just I'm a potty Yeah, I'm going to say mouth. that. But right now I'm going to have to
0: say, actually, there's there's one more swear thing I have to apo- apologize for before I sign off. And that is when we were in the All-Star game and I'm texting with Patty, who is outside doing her volunteer stuff, and it was the bottom of the ninth. And I was all happy because the American League was winning. We had already seen a shitload of home runs. It was a good game. Like you said, with Metro, it's like time to go home. And then fucking Scooter Jeanette, Patty's boyfriend, hits a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth that's going to make it go into the extra innings. Mm -hmm. So... I texted to Patty, fuck scooter, and she texted back to me, don't say fuck scooter, dude, or something, something like that. So I just want to say really, really sorry, Patty. It was a great game after that. I'm so thankful to Bregman for getting us back ahead. But uh, yeah, at that moment, I think I was a little inappropriate with Patty's baseball boyfriend from the Reds. Speaking of fantasy baseball boyfriend league, before I sign off, I'm not in first place anymore. I am in second place for the first time since God knows when. Deborah, you're kicking my butt. You're in first place. I've been dethroned. Then it's me. Then it's Patty's commish team. Tacoma Park Sox are in fourth place and rounding it out with Patty's NCIB team. So today I'm going to have to tell myself to say goodnight, Patty Mouth. night, Patty Mouth.